Hello, everyone. This is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. We've been having a storm here on Kauai. You know, it's nature and the elements, they're so much a part of who we are. You know, when the elements bring up in huge ways, it can feel scary. But we can also see it as an amazing creation. Now, enough of the water element is necessary to keep the plants and us alive. And too much changes everything in the environment with flooding and new rivers being created. And just enough wind keeps us cool in the hot summer. And too much blows the roof off of things. How all of this seems to us is really a matter of the condition of the relationship between our mind, our body, and our spirit. Understanding our emotions and how we can move through life more easily, it's an incredible topic from the perspective of Ayurveda and yoga. It gave me so much hope when I came to understand how my emotions became the way they were and what could help me work with them rather than against them in my life. So let's take a look at the emotions, mind, and the flow of prana, our life force. Consider emotions are energy in motion, meaning they're meant to move and then dissipate. But sometimes we choose to hang on to them, which stops the flow of prana, our life force, and has a negative effect on the body and the mind. Many people think of expressing an emotion as a sign of weakness. And when we suppress or deny an emotion, it's easy to stay stuck in it or it's easy to become identified with it. And this actually feeds the disease process because our energy doesn't flow properly. A lot of us grew up with the illusion that we were supposed to be exactly the same all the time. It's really pretty silly and not realistic. You know, we're continually changing every day with the rhythm of nature and on the cellular level. We're creating and destroying every day in all levels of our life. So emotions are the movement of energy that feeds this transformation on the cellular level in our body. So when we're focusing on solutions in life, our prana moves. And when we keep looking at a problem and stay in the problem, then the energy doesn't flow. So we can have good health when our prana is flowing. Emotions expressed are actually a sign of strength. They give us the opportunity to be complete with something and then we can gain a new perspective. For example, rather than holding back tears and suppressing our emotions, it could be just like urinating. Take care of it right away and then we'll feel different and see things differently. Sometimes emotions need to be expressed out loud, and sometimes we can process them internally and they can be finished. Letting the energy move and the emotions process through us allows the prana to flow, and that happens as a result of our being balanced environmentally, meaning our mental, physical, and spiritual self. Let's take a look at emotions and understand a little better how to create balance with them from Ayurveda and yoga. Our ability to digest life as well as food is dependent on the Agni, our digestive fire. 
It allows us to digest what we experience through our five senses of sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. Pretty much everything we're exposed to in life uh, and previous lives can be stored in the body and in the layers of our being. Now think about that. It isn't just what we may think about as the fire to digest food. This is Agni present on the cellular level in each cell of the body. And it's either able to function or not based on the flow of prana. When Agni doesn't function properly on that cellular level, the flow of energy is blocked and then we breed disease. So Agni on all levels is a huge factor in understanding our emotions. When Agni is low, we have low enthusiasm for life. Our self-confidence falls and we can feel pretty incapable of walking through our own life and processing our emotions. It might even seem like we're being smothered by them. Being a holistic science, Ayurveda explains this entire process in amazing detail, but that's beyond our discussion today. But let's go a little bit farther. Each dosha imbalance reflects different emotions. So for example, vata imbalance results in worry and fear, anxiety and insecurity. And pitta imbalance can show up as anger or competitiveness, aggressiveness, judgment, being controlling, and quite a few others. And then kapha will become about attachment and greed and narrow-mindedness. And when doshas are out of balance, the emotions can often become unmanageable. So we can see that balancing the doshas is an incredible support for our ability to process natural human emotions. There are positive characteristics and tendencies that replace the imbalanced ones when the imbalance is corrected. Each of the doshas has five subdoshas related to the function of the body and the mind. And there is one subdosha for each of the doshas that's related to our spiritual self. The subdosha of pitta called sadak pitta. It's what provides the connection and the support between the mind and the heart. It can become imbalanced and block that connection between the heart and mind. It creates mental imbalance, and we become unable to process emotions in a healthy way. You might hear people say, he's cut off from his heart, or she's just a talking head, meaning there's nothing from the neck down. This was how somebody described me early in my journey with yoga and Ayurveda. But as the doshas come back into balance, our perspective changes and emotions can come and go more easily. It does require some mindfulness and some conscious awareness to make that shift. Just the desire to flow more easily in life and bring balance, it's a good place to start. That desire may not even show up when Agni is imbalanced. In Ayurveda, we recognize that some emotions are also associated with certain organs, such as anger in the liver and disgust and hate in the gallbladder, sadness and grief in the lungs, and fear and anxiety related to the kidneys and the colon. 
Hanging on to these emotions creates stress in those organs. Having poor quality food with chemicals in it or extremes in taste, such as pungent food, will create the same effect as the stagnant emotions. For example, anger, when the food's hot, spicy, very sour, or extremely salty, they all have the fire element in them, so that too much of them will promote those kinds of emotions of anger and hatred, for example. Stability in the body is very important to bring stability to our emotions. So in Ayurveda and yoga, we take care of the body as a sacred gift for each of us in this lifetime. That reverence is also really important. Emotions can come and go in the blink of an eye. When their environment, that being the body, is healthy, then they tend to remain stable and we'll have more happy emotions. Then we can look at the mahagunas of tamas, rajas, and sattva that are present in everything in nature, including our mind and body. Tamas being heaviness, dullness, the darkness, or lack of light. And rajas being the energy of action that can become disturbance with wrong activity or with too much of any activity. And then sattva is equanimity, it's harmony and balance, it's the light. When there's too much rajas or tamas in the mind or body, then we make poor decisions, such as eating food that we know is going to make us feel bad later, or choosing to zone out in front of the TV, rather than talking with our family or taking up a hobby we'd enjoy, or just taking a walk in nature or maybe even just resting our eyes and mind with some quiet. Too much rajas and tamas, and too little sattva in the mind and body, will feed a vicious cycle of tamas and rajas that will destroy the joy that's possible in life. It breeds sarcasm and discontent and a lot of other negative qualities. It comes back to how we eat, how we drink, how we choose to live, These are the primary factors that bring us ease in life or a lot of difficulties, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual. Imbalance in our diet and living will show us the old emotions that are stored in the body. It might seem like they just show up, but they've actually been there all along. But it's clearly a message that it's time for change. You know, most of the time, most of us are thinking about ourselves. But what about when someone else is experiencing an intense level of emotions? Our ability to relate to others and understand their emotions and what's happening is directly related to our understanding ourselves. Relating to others provides us with an opportunity ongoing to experience our own emotions, too. So we need to have some understanding of ourselves. If we process something without some understanding, it gets stored in the connective tissue of of your body. And then we'll continue to experience new versions of this again and again and again until it's resolved. Perhaps some of you have experienced that. Then sometimes we might actually experience someone else's emotion. 
remember that impressions and programming occurs in us from everything we expose our five senses to. This can be reflected then in our emotions. And that could be our family, our friends, the media, and it could be just somebody walking by. We can pick up their energy if we're not aware of our own energy. So learning to manage our energy using simple tools, such as the intuitive energy practice that we use, it allows us to understand and clear the emotions that aren't ours. And we have a free download of the basic tools of the intuitive energy practice at hollypulley.com that can help get you started. By being aware and understanding our own emotions, we can learn to bring balance to ourselves, which also has a positive effect on those around us. Getting to know ourselves on the energetic level helps us understand the interconnection in life and the interdependency in life. And this makes me think about the emotion and feeling of love. It might be something fleeting in response to something or someone outside of us, or it can be a state of being on the mental, emotional, and physical levels. This happens when we have good well-being, and that's affected by the balance of the doshas and agni and enough sattva so that we can move beyond all of the complications of life and find the simplicity of love. So what are some things that you can do to better understand your emotions? Well, primarily using the five senses properly because this can heal disturbed emotions. It affects everything that we have just talked about, the agni, the dosha balance, the amount of tamas, rajas, and sattva. Other things that you can do, yoga asana that's practiced over a period of time in a sattvic manner, that will support a healthy balance of the emotions. Regular practice of pranayama and meditation that's appropriate for your constitution and your current condition. Taking a short walk in the sunlight, be sure to wear a hat, in the summertime or when the, the sun is very strong and have primarily a sattvic diet of fresh foods, freshly cooked and eaten with a sattvic attitude. Get good quality and an appropriate quantity of sleep and going to sleep by 10 and getting up before six. These are, this is something that's going to help most everybody feel a lot better. It'll give you the most energy through the day. Always honor the urges of the body and ignore those of the mind. And if that's the first time you've heard that, then think about it. Yeah. We want to make sure that we allow the body to expel what it needs to expel. But just because our mind says it wants something doesn't mean that it's a good idea. And Ayurveda has various types of treatments, such as panchakarma, uh, marma therapy, many dosha balancing treatments, the use of supportive herbs. These are all things that can cultivate balance when they're administered properly. Balance, in the way I'm speaking of it, shows up as good health, happiness, and longevity. And there are many techniques. They can be done daily. Some of them are done seasonally. But another thing is 
spending time with people who are positive and uplifting and where you can practice and learn to be more of yourself. You know, as you do things to elevate your vibration by coming into balance, then you can inspire others to do so. Oftentimes people are so worried about what their friends think and uh, the criticism they might get and that kind of thing. And we really have to just rise above all of that. It always sorts itself out. Ayurveda is a holistic science where we apply the principles to the individual at a point in time rather than a one-size-fits-all approach. I like to say that as often as possible so that we can realize that a lot of us need to retrain ourselves and and, uh, shift our thinking to something that's much more dynamic. Keep things simple. That's when things that seem impossible will often just dissolve. Living moment to moment brings us happiness, health, and longevity. So it's when we get caught up right in this moment that everything we realize is all okay. It's when we've let go of the past, fear, regret, anger, that's when we can be free. When we can accept that all is well right now, then our future will continue the same way. Anxiety and worry, uh, fear, insecurity, those things don't come up. So they don't have to be suppressed because we're present right here in this moment. And when an emotion does come up, we're able to observe it without judgment and we don't have to attach ourselves to it or become identified with it. And then we start to experience equanimity where we can have an open heart and an open mind. Then when we experience an emotion, it can come up fully and be released rather than stored in the deeper layers of our being. This is the movement of prana in our awareness. And it's this movement of prana that brings about healing in the mind and in the body, further connecting us to our spirit. Thanks for listening. As a reminder, we offer trainings, mentoring, and consultations that can guide you along your journey to health. If you're ready to take the next step, visit hollypulley.com. That's H-A-L-E-P-U-L-E.com. For inspiration and to learn more about what we do, follow us on Instagram and Facebook.
In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halipule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.